Hello and welcome to Duelist Unity Raw, episode 23. I am excited to chat with you. And I think as we continue to grow and move into new seasons, finding new and, and novel ways to connect with other iterations of myself is one of my favorite things to do. And it's really uh, energizing and enjoyable. And I'm just glad that people are willing to chat. Likewise, I'm really excited to just be a part of an opportunity for you, the listener, to grow, to have a chance to process, to take advantage of all of the things that you've done in your life, to reflect and find a new way, a new opportunity, a new path, just because you've had the time to allow yourself to see it. I love the fact that I get to do this every day now. It really is a dream come true to me. And the fact that Andrew and I get to have this incredibly fun conversation because we enjoy it. And that is, in fact, what's helping you enjoy it means so much more to me. And so I just want to say very quickly, thank you, as always. And I know I've said that frequently, but the episode you're about to listen to really did inspire me in so many ways because it's exactly what this is about. All of us, all of you changing so with all of that said i hope you enjoy our inaugural call-in show and this live stream that is duelist community raw episode 23 there we are all right so this is going to be an interesting episode uh a quick announcement to start uh we have a workshop on relationships and dating coming up on february 4th and 5th that weekend uh the tickets are available on the website at dualisticunity.com. In the store, just look uh, in the navigation bar under store, down to workshops, and you'll find it there. Um, it's going to be an interesting workshop. It's going to be a lot of fun because personally, I have a lot of stuff to say about relationships as a whole. And I know Andrew, of course, has a lot to say about dating. And so between the two of us, we have a wide array of experiences that we're going to pull insights out of and share with you in this workshop. And of course, there's also going to be two hours of Q&A, one hour from each day, in which case we're just going to go around and answer questions. So it's going to be an excellent chance to discuss things from your point of view, if you'd like to do that with us in a group environment where everybody's trying to understand the same thing. So as always, we're learning together. So that all said, today's episode is, we're hoping, the first dualistic unity call-in raw episode so basically there is a link that you can use where you just have to fill in your information and agree to the terms and you can join us on here for about 10 minutes and ask a question or share a story share an insight give us your opinion possibly complain about us, whatever you'd like to do. Um, if you'd like to join us on this episode, just go to dualisticunity.com live. And uh, you will go through that process and end up in the waiting room. And then we will try and go through that in order as best we can. And you'll have about 10 minutes to, again, join us. This is the first time we're trying this. So we do ask that you be patient with us. And if everything goes sideways and it doesn't work out, then we're just not going to do it. And uh, that's the reality, unfortunately. Yeah, I wonder if, is there a way to, and yeah, we're very much like figuring it out. I'm excited because like a year from now, this is probably going to be a very legit thing where people are like, you know, sitting there and we got a hundred people in the waiting room waiting to dial in or whatever. But uh, yeah, this is our first one. So as Ray said, bear with us. I wonder if there's a way to 
can you like pin a message in the chat if you're logged in? Because I'm just curious, like how people will know dualscuni.com slash live as That's they call in. Question. I will write a comment in the chat right now. Okay, sweet. All right. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Hoping to get some, uh, I don't know, some some opinions about things that maybe or some disagreeing thoughts. I uh, definitely appreciate those most. But yeah, it's been a fun week. Uh, we had Mike, aka Quinn, 92 on uh, the podcast yesterday, and that was an awesome discussion. Uh, that episode is now live. But I'm sure you'll all very much, very much enjoy that. But yeah, for the for these uh, call-in shows, I'm really hoping we get some people who are like, "Fuck you guys! You guys are full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about." Saying we're all one, saying we're all God. I'm not God. God, there's only one God. The the powerful, the Almighty, uh, Father of the heavens and the earth. Blah blah blah. All that, all that crazy shit. I don't know why that's always a thing that I think people are going to disagree with us on, but I guess that's the, uh, it's like the most controversial thing, but also the most ridiculous thing that we cling to, but also the thing that you're not like as a society, you're just like not allowed to question in our society. I mean, not allowed, not, not allowed, but it's, uh, a lot of people think that you shouldn't do it, which I just find hilarious and fascinating for sure but. yeah it really doesn't take all that though admittedly like you can just share things that you find interesting and somebody's going to take offense like what you find that interesting that happened to me today i was talking about that earlier on instagram i was talking about oh, we, we shared that clip about how nothing is really what it appears to be like we think we're dropping an apple a certain amount of or a certain distance and really the earth is hurtling through space so it's not the distance we assumed at all because the earth and everything else has moved along with it and somebody just wrote back in response to like yeah and this is grade school stuff who cares and i really found it funny because the end of that clip was me saying what a shame when we lose how awe-inspiring all of that stuff is and there's this person who's lost how awe-inspiring that all is and of course it wasn't enough to insult the video but also like i'm disappointed in all of these comments that are saying like oh yeah wow so obviously everybody else is below this person as well and i, I just thought that was a funny thing but it doesn't take much it doesn't take much it doesn't you don't need to actually do anything except be yourself eventually somebody is going to have an issue with it based on how they see themselves it has nothing to do with you it really doesn't to which i responded to that person and we went back and forth for a little bit and by the end of it they blocked me but they got really worked up first which i thought was kind of entertaining because by the end of it i was a bald man living in my mother's basement who had been trying on social media to gain following for over 10 years and failed and he came up with this whole narrative it was really quite like creative and that's the stuff that you have to watch for. That's the whole point. You look at that stuff and you're like, ah, this has nothing to do with me. And that's kind of what we're looking for here. So with any luck, we'll get somebody down the road who uh, has that reaction as well, because that's fun to weather. We do have somebody here, though, which is fantastic. Hello and welcome. Wait for it. It's the first time we're working on this. 
There we go. Hello. Hey. Hi. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I didn't think I was gonna like be like put into Zoom like right in like in the moment. Um driving right now. <laughs> no time like the present. No worries at all. Feel free if you got, you know, questions or thoughts or just a bunch of words you want to spit out there, go for it. Good to see you though. Thanks for joining. I can't hear. Hold on. No worries. No worries. We will continue on. Well, things. All right. Got it. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. So I don't know how to do this. Um. So I yeah I put that I wanted to talk about like you know the unknown, and really like I'm. I've always questioned about my life, um, the experiences that I've endure, endured, like not too long ago, I um, took, well, I was sitting, I sat with plant medicine, right? And it, like, it showed me a lot of things, like my trauma, my childhood trauma, and from the moment whenever I was born, and really, like, I got to explore all of that. But one thing that that was significant to me was, like, it threw me into the universe. And, and, I, and like, I got to experience the unknown, which was, like, a scary feeling for me. And, and I guess, like, that's what I've been going through is, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, just accept it. So, yeah, I, I guess, like, that's what I'm, like, dealing with, like, right now. So, yeah, that's really... <laughs> I'll pass this one to Andrew, because he can relate. Uh, yeah, is it uh, Viviana? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, can can certainly relate. I had, uh, I've had a couple experiences aided to a degree by, uh, some natural substances as you were, you were referencing and yeah, it can, it's a very different, uh, different experience. So like, first of all, I just want to let you know, I totally, I totally feel you with the, uh, seeing it being uncomfortable in it and to be uncomfortable in it because it is such a different type of experience, like with your strings completely, completely cut that it, it can be very uncomfortable because it is so different than our typical day-to-day -day experience where we'll cling to certain certainties and that's kind of what makes us comfortable. And so I think over time, the more you sit in it, the more you recognize that just because it's uncomfortable, just because it's different, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Doesn't mean it's something that you have to push away or necessarily create an experience or uh, an opinion of, uh, I think recognizing that it's where you've always been, but we always try to cling to things that cause us to avoid that recognition and pretty much everything that we do as a society in terms of, you know, the identities that we create, the ideas of ourselves that soothe that discomfort and allow us to avoid that discomfort. But at the same time, 
create more suffering in so many different ways. Like as we cling to certainty, as we avoid that reality of the unknown, there's lots of repercussions to that too. It's just, we've kind of become, at least in my experience, used to that uncomfortable feeling. It's like the discomfort that we know, as opposed to the reality of the unknown, that uncertainty, that void, that abyss, whatever you want to call it is uncomfortable in a different way, but also just kind of raw freedom. And so I think as you go through it, as you become more comfortable with it, which there, there isn't at least where I'm at right now, I don't know if there's anything I can say to kind of put you at ease. Ray may have some things to, to go with, but in my experience, I've been kind of through it a few times in the last, I don't know, a few months at least. And the more I look at it, the more I understand it, the less I fear it, the more I recognize that it isn't necessarily something to fear, but it is something that I can almost get more used to. Uh, but, it, but it's through facing it. It's not necessarily through avoiding it. There have been experiences where I start to see it and I'm like, fuck, this is kind of scary. And then I remind myself, no, it's not, it, it's okay. And, and each time I go through it and see it, it gets a little bit more comfortable. And so I don't know if that, you know, helps you with it, but, um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you going through it. <laughs> For sure. Um, if that helps at all to know. Uh, but yeah, I know Ray has many experiences with it. So I'm curious what he thinks as well. Well, I, I love everything about the question because it's really what this is all about. So for me, it really comes down to the fact that you've never known. You only convinced yourself you've known and you're still here and you're doing fine. So You've been doing it the whole time. You may not think that because it seems like you're not, right? All of a sudden, you, this whole time you've been thinking that you know, and that's been helping you deal with the unknown, but you've never known. It's just what you've convinced yourself to help yourself as you go through. You're doing just fine. And you will continue to do just fine, knowing that you've never known and that you can't know. All you can do is the best that you can with what you do know. And that's it. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed except that you have become more aware of how much there is. That's all. You are still just as able as you've always been. More so, in fact, because your eyes are open. Because you're looking at the things that you don't know. Which makes you even more aware. I hope that helps. Yeah, uh, it does. It's, I guess, like, ever since that happened... Um, I mean, of course it was like a scary experience, but I'm honestly grateful that I got to, you know, experience it as well. Um, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's like making me see, you know, my whole reality or world, like get a different perspective, um, because I just, you know, I guess it's called growth or whatever. And it's just that I, I'm like, I feel like I'm looking through like a clear lens, if you get what I mean. Very much. I very much get what you mean. And it's going to continue to expand. You're going to have a lot of those moments where all of a sudden it feels like you're looking at things clearer than you ever have before. The important part is, as Andrew was saying, don't resist it. 
don't have an opinion about it just just carry on right and you'll, you'll get used to it. it's very i always use the the example of jumping into a pool and resisting the cold water like it's only because it's new that's the only reason it seems so cold you'll be okay yeah everything feels so new to me um ever since i don't like i started this whole you know healing spiritual whatever journey whatever you call it and I guess because, you know, I started like, you know, years of therapy and like just being open to anything and everything that, you know, comes into my life. And, and yeah, that's pretty much what I like, what I'm currently going through right now. And it's scary, but it's also exciting. That's it. (laughs) that that's it right and i've said it before that when the excitement of change becomes more powerful than the fear of what could go wrong that's when your life starts to change Mm -hmm. everything starts to change but it's here that you start to become more aware of what you're capable of this is the hard part right because now it's just putting in recognizing it right all i can do is just put in energy and see where it goes and and once you've done that enough Ah, it it just, everything just continues to open up. You start to find, as I told Andrew, you start to find your sea legs, you find your stride, right? Everything, it's just about you. But at first that feels really weird, especially when you're used to tethering yourself to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, (laughs) yeah. That's pretty much what I like wanted to like get more into like, like in depth into. So yeah, you guys basically answered my question or what, like, you know, what I'm experiencing. Well, we appreciate you joining us for this call-in episode and being the very first person. Thank you so much. I didn't know. It was just, I just, you know, I got the notification and I was like, hmm, like I was curious. So I just like put in my information and I just didn't think I was going to like be put into like, into this call immediately. So it just caught me off guard. Oh, we're uh, we're very glad you could make it. And yeah, you are officially forever the the first Colin guest for Dual Security Live Colin, whatever the fuck we're gonna call this. But yeah, it sounds like you're honestly handling it super well. There's no right way to handle these recognitions. It's you just keep going through it. Do your best to not judge yourself along the way. Do your best to not necessarily settle on any opinions of it when it starts to get more uncomfortable than other other times. Understand that that's totally normal too. It's it's totally normal to be experiencing, you know, a completely different experience than you have before. It's not going to be something that feels like something that you're used to. It's like being born completely again in a sense, right. like shedding all of those past ideas and you know, with that freedom and comes uncertainty and comes discomfort, you know, growth and discomfort go hand in hand, uncertainty and freedom go hand in hand. But, you know, most of our society isn't resists that growth and doesn't really want to be free because it does require that discomfort. And that, you know, it's like you're existing on a different track. You're no longer chasing the carrot or running from the stick. You're just kind of sitting in limitless potential in every single moment, which, you know, as you keep going through it, as I said before, you get more and more used to it. You get a little bit more comfortable in that reality of uncertain discomfort sort of all times. And and once that uh, discomfort becomes comfortable, it, it gets 
a lot easier and you kind of figure out, ooh, you know, I have a lot of options here. This is kind of fun. This is this is very exciting. This is significantly more exciting than trying to settle upon all of these certainties and just, you know, create a better looking prison for myself. So yeah, sounds like you're doing great with it though. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank I really you. Of course. That's awesome. That is our, our first call-in guest. Very much appreciate her being here with us. Uh, hold on a second here. Down from there. All right. And we have another guest in the queue, David. Now, remember, everyone, that you can join us by going to dualisticunity.com slash live. There is no phone number for you to call in for this episode at the moment. And it's only because there are terms and agreements that you have to agree to in order to be on the episode, simply for the fact, well, for our protection and, and to make sure that you understand that we do not edit these episodes no matter what it is that you say in this episode goes in the episode after the fact, and you have to agree that that is the case. That's all. That is the only reason that you can't call in right now. That is something that we will try to address next month, though. We will try to make it so that at least there is an option to use your phone after you agree to those terms. But for today, it's only through Zoom, through the link that was provided. We appreciate your patience and your understanding, though. Andrew, if you're ready, we will uh, move on to David. Let's do it. Appreciate everybody's patience as we wait to connect. David, hello, welcome. Okay, David, I think hello, I'm in. Welcome. I think I'm in. You are. Oh, hello, welcome. Oh, okay, I can hear you. Finally. You are. Um, yeah. I'm just going to turn because uh, I Twitch yeah. open at the same time and there's like a noise um, reverb. Okay, can you guys hear me now? We can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, apologies. I'm just sitting in bed, so it's, I'm not in the <laughs> most ideal environment. Um, anyway, I kind of wanted to um, talk about kind of awakening. Um, I actually was... Um, I was the person who asked, what's your definition of awakening the other day, um, if you remember, um, in your Instagram live, I think, um, how you kind of define awakening. But I, I'm kind of new to both you guys, um, and it's just really interesting. I obviously came across Andrew on TikTok. Um, it was one particular video um, <clears throat> that got me kind of sucked into your um um, kind of content and it was just one sentence you said even it was the sentence um that you're not in the present moment you are the present moment um and that was actually one of the things that was like oh this 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 guy gets it um it's like he's he really gets it um but if i was to um talk about awakening do you guys think that there's um stages to awakening um or do you think it's sort of like a one-time event that kind of happens? Or is it sort of like a continual process that you deepen into? I'm just kind of curious because I'm new to both of you. Um, just just curious. Off the top of my head, I, I would say that it's it's kind of both. It's an ongoing one-time process or one-time step. And what I mean is that you're life kind of changes direction 
not actually, but in terms of your focus. So when we talk about awakening, I always say that it's the awareness that there is an underlying fiction that you kind of fall victim to where you don't know you're participating in it because you don't understand there's anything but it. And it's because you've been learned and you've been taught to think that way, or rather you've learned to think that way over time through ego development and, and all that other stuff. And so you become aware like, oh, there's a narrative that I'm being influenced by that I don't necessarily have to be influenced by that I can free myself from. And then in that, there's the integration process. And that integration process is what most people refer to as stages or steps, but it's really just the unfolding of that insight that you had that was so transformative. It's a big insight. It takes forever for it to apply to everything in your life, but that's really what it is. It just continues to unfold. And it seems like you're having the same insight again and again and again, but it's really just the same insight unfolding over time. It's just that we tend to look at things as immediate, right? Like it's changing me now, but that's a cascade that goes on forever, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of both and neither, in my opinion. I'll pass it to Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Ray, both both and neither for sure, but it's definitely uh, an ongoing recognition. I think people build this idea of things like ego death and they think, oh, I had an awakening and now I'm just awake all the time. And that can kind of distort the recognition of it because even identifying as someone who is awake is not the reality of, of being awake, you know, because now you're back in the fiction of identity, the, the illusion of division and, and duality and whatnot. And so it's not even about killing your ego or disregarding all identities and all narratives and whatnot. It's just recognizing that it's not the truth and then utilizing it as a tool, because that's all it ever was. So moment to moment, as you know, there is, as Ray mentioned, that sort of recognition that never really goes away. Once you have it, that underlying deep recognition, oh, I'm, I'm not really what I think I am. Oh, this is really, you know, I am the only thing that I've ever known, those types of recognitions. But then, you know, you, you still kind of go in and out of taking the idea of yourself and that identity more or less seriously as you go. And even in that, there's nothing wrong with one or the other. It's not like taking it more seriously is worse than taking it less seriously or vice versa. It's just about the process of doing so and just understanding that you don't have to take it so seriously. And as you get caught up in things, kind of letting it go as it, as it comes, let it come as it goes, let it go. And just kind of continuing to allow the process to unfold, understanding that, you know, you're always in that flow. You're always in the uh, the thick of reality as reality. Um, so it's very much a moment to moment thing. It's not something necessarily to settle upon because you can't settle upon reality. Reality just is. It's not something you can point to. It's not something you can use words to describe. It's just you know, the, the process of describing it is what it is. And so you can't really say it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not the idea of what people think it is. It's always just where you're at and kind of a moment to moment recognition, but there is definitely, you know, oftentimes that stark <clears throat> kind of shift in your perspective and which changes how you see things more or less yeah. permanently, I would say. Yeah, I, I love the way um, you guys kind of talk about 
how some a lot of people kind of uh, expect this big ego death. Um, that was that was the thing with me. Um, it's happened a couple of years ago, but um, I tried to explain this. I'm a meditation teacher myself. Um, I work with. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Healthy Gamer, um, Doctor K, Doctor Adolf Kanoja. Um, it's a YouTube channel. Um, so I'm a meditation teacher with them, and I tried this the same thing. I kind of um, say to the people that I'm doing sessions with is is the one thing I realize is how in front of your face it is. That's not literally in front of your face, but how how ridiculously simple it is. And for my whole life, you're searching for the big explosion, the big like psychedelic experience where I just dissolve into everything and I become the room and I become everything and I just lose and I just like elevate to become some sort of demigod. And and then it, it just happened and it's like, oh, this is the most obvious, simple thing. I am. But that I just the pure raw expression of I am and there's no need to put anything else on top of that. It's just the pure it's just so simple. It's just the most obvious and simple thing you can possibly ever. It's like the close, it's so close. It's so close, which is why people miss it. Um, and, but kind of going on from that, I still do think that there are stages. Again, when we're using language, it doesn't make sense, but there's stages and there's not stages in the direct path. They talk about the gateless gate. Um, you, you, you see the gate, you walk through it, but once you walk through it, you look back and you realize there was never a gate to begin with. Um, but I still do think that um, the recognition of I am, um, the pure sense of I am, can deepen into a realization of no self. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have um, ever had experience with uh, a direct experience with no self. Um, it's just almost like it's like I have my laptop in front of me and it's it's, it's just a laptop. There's no there's no perceiver. It's just, it's, it's just, it's like, it's just the fabric on the wall. It's just the laptop. It's just the wind blowing. Um, but there's no center to any of that. Um, I suppose you could call that a further step. Um, but not at the same time. I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, I guess I'm just teasing. I'm just, um, seeing where you guys are at. Andrew. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I, I feel you with all of that. I think with all of those things, like talking about the laptop just is what it is. Like e even, you know, the words, as you said, the language doesn't necessarily do it justice. I think that recognition is basically the reality that the description is never the described. Like the thing that you think it is, isn't, isn't the reality of what it is. You know, the a tree outside isn't a tree tree is just a word the laptop isn't a laptop that's just a word and and mm -hmm. we point to all these things and we think that the <clears throat> description is the described so as you let that go you recognize that all of the labels are simply used for convenience sake they allow us to communicate more easily um go back and forth with each other and actually you know, be able to reference things and all of those things are no different than the idea of you the idea of myself is just another idea that is not the reality of what I am pointing to it. It just is reality. And beyond those labels, when we're able to let them go, we're able to see that a lot more clearly. And then you see that, oh, this is all just one thing. And even saying one thing isn't quite it either. That's just a word because that implies that there's like an edge to it, which there isn't. So again, words are always uh, inherently dualistic. And 
but recognizing that, as you said, is is one of the most powerful things you can ever recognize because you, you end up taking things a lot less seriously and then just utilize all of the labels again as as tools like they were always meant to be used for, which we just somewhere along the line took a little bit too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it reminds me of a quote. I don't know if um, Dojan, um, he's, it's a really simple quote I used the other day. Um, the quote was, um, a flower falls even though we love it and a weed grows even though we do not love it. Um, and it's just like, it just has to do with the isness of things. It's like like your, your reaction and your liking and your not liking and you, the way you think sh- things should be and shouldn't be um, is the reason why you suffer. There's just no suffering inherent in reality itself. Um, like the whole world is just innocent. Like the whole world is innocent. There's no, you look at a weed and you see it growing. There's no suffering in that weed, in the colors or the textures or anything inherent in that. It's it's all just an interface that we layer on top of reality, um, which is obviously you guys probably definitely <laughs> agree with that. Um, but it's just, it's amazing how much that does for just equanimity in your own life um, because everything is just happening. Then everything is just um it's just just reality um um but most of us i think go around trying to fight against reality and you're you're going to lose 100 percent of the time <laughs> if you try to fight against reality um but yeah um i don't know if you you probably guys have more people to kind of talk about not uh, as yet to. no but i, I was going to oh. respond to what you were saying um in terms of, of fighting reality that's it's something i we all feel we have to do so long as we don't understand there's no division. It makes sense in the perception of division to, to fight and, and to protect yourself and to compete and compare. And, and that's the stages of ego development that we go through, right? It, it only makes sense. But at some point, you have to come to that that moment of, of recognizing that all of your conflict comes from that perceived division. And it's just a perception. That's all it is. What remains at the end of the day is just what is which is you, right? But it takes so long to get there. And more importantly, because nobody's talking about it. Most of our culture doesn't talk about it. And when we do, we put it up on some spiritual pedestal where it's, again, it's like you were saying, it's got to be this huge like ego death. And and this is why I, I like the term ego disillusion. It goes on and on and on. Like it's moment to moment. As your ego builds up, you tear that shit down. Ego builds up, you tear that shit down right? By just recognizing its purpose, not judging it. Because if you judge it, if you try to actually get rid of it, that's an egotistical thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God, even the word, the word ego. Um, I'm not sure how you guys would define ego. Maybe that's an interesting kind of topic as well. And like, what is the actual uh, definition of ego? Because I see it, especially in like, um, with psychonauts and people who, who do a lot of psychedelics. Um, I've done it myself. But there's a, I just think there are diff, a lot of people who are in that realm, their definition of what ego is, is kind of a little bit distorted. Um, in my view, um, there was, there's never an ego to begin with. It already doesn't exist. It's simply recognizing that it already does not exist, um, in, in my view. Um, but I just, I don't know how you guys would define ego. Um, I, st- I also wouldn't categorize it as a static thing, like ego is a thing. I think it's a process. It's a it's a it's a constant identification with thought, um, with um, the body, whatever it is. But it's like a an ongoing um, process and movement rather than like some 
like thing like in behind your eyes like some like that you just have to dissolve through whatever means um i don't know if you guys agree with that but i just see it as something that is already not there um it's an illusion it just it doesn't exist already and it's just realizing that it already doesn't exist um that's the way I, I see it i don't know if you agree or i think yeah. maybe we just agree on it i think maybe i think we're just going to agree on everything <laughs> yeah I, I was just thinking you're you're a great guest for the show man this, is, this has been a lot of fun i really appreciate the questions and this is exactly what we talk about all the time on the podcast so this is this is perfect it's fun to be able to do it live but yeah i mean i see ego merely as a tool merely as our ticket to this experience the thing that we can utilize to reference ourselves. an example i think i've used this example like a hundred times but you know if if there were no egos, aka identities, aka, you know, ideas of ourselves that we can identify as and, and reference relative to someone else, which doesn't mean we're divided, just means we're different and we're able to identify, which makes things a lot more convenient. Like in this example, if there's a crowd of people and, you know, your friends in the crowd and you want to get their attention and there's no egos, no identities, no names and whatnot, you say, hey, you, and everyone in the crowd turns around. It's kind of a pain in the ass. So instead, we have names. That allows us to differentiate ourselves between different people. So instead of saying, hey, you, you say, hey, Mark. And then your friend Mark turns around. Everyone else knows that you're not referencing them. It makes it a lot more convenient. So if there were no egos or identities, things would be a lot less convenient. It's like if roads didn't have names and we just had to point to a map and be like i'm gonna meet you here it's like no i'm gonna meet you on you know center street or whatever and and then you know where to meet so it allows for much easier communication but that's all it ever was meant to be was it was a means to communicate to make it easier and we have just taken it so far that now we believe this isn't just a tool. This isn't just an illusion. This isn't just this thing that I can utilize for convenience. It's something that is the reality of what I am. And so with that name, with the story that's built based on the name, rooted in the past, based on all of our accomplishments, all of the things that we do, all of the experiences we have, all of the suffering and trauma that we go to, we sort of build up this idea that gets attached to the name. And then it's like, oh, this isn't just a tool anymore. This is me. This is what I am. And with that comes a ton of fluctuations because, you know, as you see yourself as more or less valuable, you feel like your value goes up and down. When you recognize it's just a tool, you see that your value is completely unwavering. And so your value never went up or down, no matter how it was perceived by anyone else. So I see ego merely as a tool, merely as our ticket to have this experience, to allow us to communicate more easily. And that's the extent of it. It doesn't mean that it's it's not what I am, but it's not all that I am. And it's not the reality of what I am, but we've gotten mm -hmm. very caught up in believing that it is only what we are and is the reality of us. And with that, mm. you know, comes a lot of distortion and suffering. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you kind of said it there, it is what we are. It is what we are, but it isn't what we are at the same time um it's like um you know and then you know emptiness is form and form is emptiness um it's just like it's the same it's the same sort of thing um do you are you guys um uh familiar with like adi ashanti um do you guys listen to adi ashanti 
now Rupert Spira, them kind of um, guys. So Thank interesting um, because I come from, um, obviously I'm a meditation teacher, so I come um, big into like Zen. Um, there's even that like section of YouTube, <clears throat> like the non-duality section, um, which is why I'm, I'm so surprised to see you guys because, um, and to hear that you are not related to them, uh, or you don't even know of them um, because it's so big, like Adi Ashanti, Rupert Spira, um, yet the truth is like being transferred like around even though like nobody none of them are connected in any way at all um that's just kind of amazing to see um because usually when you talk to people like you you're like oh yeah i've read like all of adi ashanti's books or rupert spire's books but it's like no <laughs> there's you don't have to um the truth kind of wakes up to itself in kind of all areas of life no matter what who you're reading or um but I guess that was my next question is um, you guys recommend have any rec good recommendations in terms of like uh, maybe Zen spiritual teachers, non-duality teachers that maybe you have taken inspiration from or anything like that? Uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti. Absolutely. If you like it, if you, if you enjoy the process of understanding why you think what you think and that it's unnecessary, Krishnamurti is a masterclass. He's very enjoyable to read and more so for the fact that anything that you read by Krishnamurti wasn't written, it was spoken just live to a crowd and then made into a transcript later. And that always blows my mind because he's always so very, very clear about what he's talking about. And I, I would say that he's definitely one of the most enjoyable. Aside from that, Alan Watts. Absolutely, because he's just he's as entertaining as I think this conversation <laughs> should be. I think that is the biggest thing that if, if I have any grievance with a lot of uh, the people who represent this conversation, it's that it, it gets unnecessarily serious when it should be rather entertaining. It, it should bring us all together. It should be about the connection rather than the philosophy. Right. And I think that's the point is to let go of the concepts and, and really just enjoy your life. Yeah. For sure. I love both of those as well. Um, oftentimes when I come across people who are like, give me some book recommendations, tell me who to read, who to follow, blah, blah, blah. Oftentimes just tell them to question all of their ideas that they believe to be the truth. I, I find that to be much more useful and efficient. It can be a little bit uh, less comfortable because you have to actually take responsibility for all of the things that you're clinging to, as opposed to just trying to go outside of yourself and, you know, read someone else and attach to them. But you know, eventually through this process, you recognize that all of those quote unquote spiritual gurus or teachers or whatever the fuck they want to identify as are just you. It's always been you. It's, it's only ever you. And as you recognize, you know, all of the identities, all of the labels, all of the beliefs are not the reality of what they are. You aren't either. And what's left beyond those walls of, of division that you always perceive between yourself and, and reality is just what is. And you're it, you know, as, as much as anything else. And so I think a lot of times clinging to the teachers and the gurus can get people caught, get people caught in believing in another system of uh, teaching and whatnot, as opposed to just being free in themselves. They then attach similar to religion to just another sort of belief system. And I see that in spirituality very often that it just becomes another religion that people attach to and identify with to make themselves feel better as opposed to allowing themselves to actually get better. 
Um, but yeah, Krishnamurti and Alan Watts are, are awesome. I love Alan Watts, especially he's always yeah. been one of my favorites. Same. Yeah. I, I did the, maybe the not so wise thing, um, was to listen to Alan Watts while doing psychedelics, um, which, um, was a good idea, but also not, not, so, not so much of a good idea. Um, when you're walking in nature and he's, he, he basically was telling me that I'm eating, uh, I'm eating menus instead of dinners, um, in relation to my life. Um, I'm just identifying with some skeleton structure self that I've formed from a fictitious past. And my mind was like, uh, um, getting, getting frazzled. Um, but, um, just one, um, other thing is, uh, it's interesting that you talk about kind of getting attached to teachers. Um, I think that's another important thing for people to know. Um, it's especially true for me because I came from being a fundamentalist Christian. Um, I was an evangelical fundamentalist Christian. Um, I believe there was a point in my life where I believed that the earth was 6,000 years old, that dinosaurs didn't even exist, that people were going to hell um, and I had to save them. And I can, the pull of teachers, the pull of really convincing um, motivational speakers, preachers, and the pull is really, really strong. And even in spiritual circles, even in Zen circles, non-duality circles, it's the same. Um, I think it's important to know, um, it's a teaching I did the other day as well, that you can have an awakening and still be a bad person. I fundamentally believe that. You can have an awakening and still be a bad person because uh, people just think, oh, it's awakening and that's it. But there's a post-awakening shadow work, emotional work that has to be done. And there's actually a lot of teachers um, prominent teachers I can name who are bad people and who have taken advantage of their congregation um, and who millions of people look up to, um, but they're bad people and they may, may well truly be enlightened. They may have the recognition of the pure sense of I am, but they have done no shadow work. They've done no emotional work and that dictates their life. Yeah. And it reflects in a lot of their teachings, unfortunately. I mean, it, it, it really does cascade to some degree because as always, it's it's what you embody, <coughs> what you're talking about. It's always like that. And so, uh, David, I'm really glad that you've joined us today. I don't know if you've had the opportunity, but I would love for you to check out season one of the Dualistic Unity podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd really enjoy it because it's, it's really all about this. And we really do go out of our way to make sure that this is always just a discussion. It's not even about us. Over the last four seasons, it's become about the community more and more and more. That's why we do these is we do groups five days a week. And it's because that's what's inform what informs the discussion, because it's not just about saying we're all one and so on and so forth, but actually getting out of the way to the point where you're being informed by everyone because they're you. Everything's just one, right? Everything's connected, but it's knowing that and then there's living that. And so we really do try and exercise that here on the podcast and, and in these conversations and we'd love for you to join us again yeah cool um i have to go in a minute by the way because i have to i have to take another phone call i'm sorry but you, you're going again tomorrow is it i think you're are you have another do you have a call-in session tomorrow no or is it like a, not tomorrow no uh, the next one scheduled is going to be the last tuesday of february but we might do it more often but we definitely do have a free public group tomorrow you can join us for that for an hour there's going to be a lot more people in the room just uh register oh, yes. for it at dualisticunity.com cool yeah i'll do that and you're planning on doing more of these that's great yeah um for sure yeah i'll definitely show up to that again i'm only new to you guys so <laughs> it's uh thanks to tiktok um <laughs> um 
but I'll just I just want to just for people who are listening just before I go I just want to just a quote that I came across today that, um, it's from Dojen again that I just like to leave people with um, it's quite um, a lot of people will kind of be frazzled by it but um, I think it's just very good I think you guys would like it um, Dojen said that to study the self is to forget the self and to forget the self is to be actualized by many things and when actualized by many things, your body and mind, as well as the bodies and minds of others, drop away. No trace of enlightenment remains, and this no trace continues endlessly. Um, I just, I just think this is a beautiful quote. It's just that's beautiful. It's, I can't it's speak right any, there, I can't speak I any more. <laughs> I can't speak any more to it, but um, I just think people would like that. Thank yeah. you, David. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure. Yeah, thanks for joining us, David. Looking forward to chatting again at some point. Cool. See you guys. All right. See you, man. Have a good night. That was fantastic. I just want to remind everyone that you can join us. There's nobody currently in the waiting room to join us for this call-in episode. This is our first call-in episode. We've already had two people. That's exciting. Uh, you can join us at dualisticunity.com slash live. I just wanted to say very quickly that there is now a phone-in option because while Andrew was answering a question earlier, I went over to the website and I changed the process. So if you fill out the form and agree to the terms, there are options with different phone numbers for different areas around the United States. I think there's a toll-free number as well, or you can just click the link and join us via Zoom. So it's easier now. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, yeah, I think I think we might be doing this a little more often. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I mean, you know, obviously we love just going back and forth on it, but as as you just said, involving the community more and being able to get people in who, who want to chat, you know, as much as we are available live very often, you know, we do the live group chat every week, the public one, and then obviously all the Patreon calls, but this is, this is allows people to get on another free opportunity to just shoot the shit for 10 to, I don't know, David was probably on here for I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so at least. Um, so yeah, like we're, <laughs> We're more than available. If anyone has any qualms with anything we say, questions, insights, thoughts, we're here. So join us. And yeah, this, this has been a lot of fun. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think we might, I want to do this more than once a month, I think. <laughs> but we can, we can chat about that after the call. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We just had somebody else submit the form. So we're hoping that my new sign up process does work and they end up in the waiting room very shortly. Uh, in the meantime, I just wanted to talk again about our latest guest, guest Quinn 92. That was a really fun conversation. It really was. It's so nice to talk to somebody who is going through that process of, of frankly becoming famous on a bigger and bigger level and to hear them early on recognizing the dangers of that the realization that they're not what they think they are they're not what anybody else thinks they are so none of what they're going through really is definitive or, or defining of their value and as a result he can just continue to focus on what he loves you know where he feels at home it's a really good episode if you haven't checked it out i definitely recommend you do yeah that was a blast yeah mike mike's is non-stage name for those wondering but he, he's fucking awesome dude um yeah it's cool to talk to someone so grounded despite like i i there were points in the episode where i forgot that he was like a very famous well-known 
singer because he just doesn't bring across that, you know, high and mighty type energy at all. There's not like an ounce of it in him. And it's it's really cool to see someone like that, especially not just understanding the you know pitfalls of clinging to that identity and taking it very seriously, but beyond that, just letting go of the idea of themselves completely, you know, seeing the the harm in that beyond just the famous recognitions, but just in general, as everyone has the opportunity to do, because everyone for the most part experiences some degree of suffering by taking that idea of themselves far too seriously, as we were just talking with David about that. It's not about killing your ego, but it's also not about fully believing that it's the truth. It's about finding that sort of space in the middle where you utilize it, but don't take it so seriously, where you take it for what it is and understand where you're at and just, you know, both, both ends of the spectrum for yourself and what you go through and what you, what you want, but what you don't want and kind of just allowing those things to flow without taking them so seriously. It's not about this sort of rigid, uh, structure on the, on the other end of getting rid of it and trying to force it to not be a thing, you know, believing that you, you don't exist at all. Like there is no, there is just energetic contractions and all that crazy shit. It's like, no, you can utilize it. You don't have to be afraid of the ego. You can use it for what it is, but you don't have to take it seriously. And there, there's a balance. There's a constant balance with that. And there's nothing wrong with getting too caught up in it either. Cause you're always on it. You're always towing that line, whether you think you are or you're not. And it's, it's just coming back to the recognition that you're always on it. You're always in the flow. There's nowhere to go. That is, that is incorrect. It's thinking that you're in the incorrect spot that kind of leads to that perception of suffering and thinking that you're not where you're supposed to be. So you're always where you're at. You're always feeling what you're feeling. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for more people to listen to that one because he's he's a really cool guy and he has fucking awesome music too. He has so many songs that I just love and i've been listening to him nonstop for the last couple of weeks leading up to leading up to the episode so it was fun to uh you know dig more into some of his other albums that i wasn't as familiar with but yeah it was an awesome chat yeah and it was great to hear about his fifth album coming out at the end of this week i mean that was great that he could share that with us and have that conversation right before that came out because that had to be really exciting you could tell when he was sharing it like you know it's a shameless plug it's like you go right ahead buddy yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be fun to see that album come out and just he's starting to tour and then, you know, may or may not be joining us for a little uh, retreat action. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, that would be a lot of fun because I think, yeah, everyone would derive a lot of value from him being there, including himself and us. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the community, we have a member of our community here in the waiting room waiting to join us. Alex is going to join us in a moment here. They are in a talkative mood and would like to share some thoughts. So I, I think that's that's great. Um, I just want to remind everybody that if you would like to join us, dualisticunity.com slash live will take you to the sign-up form. From there, you will give you will be given either a link or a phone number, however you'd like to join us. We would love for you to be a part of this episode of Dualistic Unity Raw. And on that note, I will let Alex into the room. 
All right, sweet. I'll do my best to not make this an awkward silence as uh, Alex is hopping on. Can we'll get better at this. <laughs> yeah, it comes with it. Now, at this point, people hear a guest is coming on and they're probably not going to go anywhere. They're just curious and that's going to keep them around. So whether I don't even have to say anything insightful right now, I could just, I don't know, talk about. I've been smoking more weed recently. I went to Colorado uh, a couple of days ago. So that's been nice. I'm not currently... High, although sometimes I, it just kind of overlaps with sober mentality, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been nice kind of, kind of practice, especially on some of these calls feeling a little high. Like there is no way I would have gotten on any sort of call or, or had to say something live while I was high in the past, but it's kind of a fun practice. Cause weed really is a practice in relaxation. Like, absolutely. As much as people are like, oh, you're high. Like, what's wrong with you? It's like, I'm practicing being relaxed, motherfucker. <laughs> but people have this fucking crazy ass stigma about it, that it's this bad thing. It's so interesting. I mean, that's starting to go away more and more. But um, yeah. Well, that's why nice. music. So like musicians often smoke weed, you know, and, and music sounds great on weed. Food tastes great on weed. Food smells great on weed. Like everything is just that much more pronounced. And it's just because you're you're relaxed, right? You're just uh, I think we're having technical difficulties here. Indeed, Alex, sign in. Give me a second here. Yeah, no worries. Oh. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I even dabbled in some gummies recently, which I've avoided since college because I was in a much different mentality five years ago. But we can talk about that later. (laughs) Alex, Alex, welcome. Good to see you. I like your hat. Can you hear me? There you are. Ah, there we go. There we go. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm wearing my bear hat, which is, um, I usually wear this when I don't want to talk. So it's a little bit of a contradiction, but um, hi. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> my heart is doing that thing again. So I'm trying to just ignore it. Hey, no oh, worries. Yeah. We appreciate you being here for sure. Um, we're doing great. We're having our first live call-in show and you are the third participant. So we're uh, we're doing great for our first one. Yeah, this is cool. Um, what was it I wanted to talk to you guys about again? Oh, the I was on the bus this morning and I was thinking about expectations, um, which is a fun topic. There's always so much in that. And I constantly find myself like tripping over it all the time. Um, but I realized something is that I have expectations of myself to meet up to other people's expectations of me which is this like most confusing thing ever because not only is there a me and an other there's my perception of what the other thinks of me and it's like all in my head twisted up (laughs) yeah because if you expect yourself to live up to their expectations they must have expectations which means you have to create them yep yeah, um, I, I find myself doing that a lot. I, I think, I mean, for me, what I've recognized is it really just comes down to my own expectations. As Ray just said, yeah. like, it, it's really just yours. Because if you're, if you have expectations of other people having expectations, 
like it it stems from you it always stems from you yeah. and so as you let go of those because you don't really ever know someone else's expectations all of the mm -hmm. expectations even when they say they have expectations they still only exist in your mind <laughs> which is the fun part sort of <laughs> when you get it <laughs> yeah i had like this um epiphany like wait how do i even know that they expect this of me and it was just i realized that like it was all in my head and i was creating it and then there was this massive like oh and everything just like settled out again yeah it's interesting because there's almost it's almost preferable to think that people do have expectations of you because sometimes we're actually just avoiding the fact that we're not really that fucking important to people and 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 that that's a huge hit to our ego and it's not that we're not important it's just that they have lives that they're absorbed with that they're trying to survive and so they don't have all that that time and capacity to have expectations of us and if they do it's fleeting and self-serving so it's probably not what we're thinking about at all so it, it kind of helps to recognize like right i'm not that important yeah definitely yeah it's it's a funny recognition when sorry my my one of my phones died and i'm trying to get back on TikTok live here <laughs> uh when uh when you recognize that people don't really think about you as much as you think they do like i i spent a lot of my life thinking and always being concerned about other people's perceptions and it's like we do cling to it in a in a like masochistic way almost that idea that everyone's thinking about us all the time because it creates this suffering that doesn't actually exist because they're really not thinking about us as much as we think they are and people will come back at me like oh well, you don't know that people judge me all the time and it's like okay i'm not saying that it never happens but in in the amount of time you spend thinking that other people are thinking about you throughout the day be it maybe majority of your day even a lot of people live like that those people are thinking about you i don't know maybe 0.001 of their day like they're focused on themselves they have their own entire lives and, and families and jobs and friends and their own insecurities and their worries about what other people are thinking of them so recognizing that as much as there's a side of realizing that oh maybe people aren't thinking about me maybe i'm not as important as i think because even that mentality is still pretty egotistical even when it creates all of your suffering it's it's very very egotistical i would argue which people don't love hearing that one when they're when they're suffering but letting go of that is one of the most freeing things you can ever do like that was one of the first recognitions i had coming out of caring a lot of what, about what people thought of me and dealing with a lot of social anxiety was just like oh maybe maybe they're not maybe there aren't all of these opinions going on about me and so letting that go is is very freeing but yeah <laughs> it's almost um funny how we um assume that other people have all these expectations of us and we think that people are always thinking about us and in doing that we are the ones who are always thinking about everybody else and always thinking about all these other expectations we have of other people because and we're like but they must be thinking about me because i'm always thinking about them and it's like that's totally not the case <laughs> yeah but it you can see how it would be necessary almost right because if i'm doing it they have to be doing it and it's the same as as judging like we fear judgment because we really think our own judgment is the truth because we want to think it's the truth so if our judgment's the truth their judgment has to be the truth right 
Mm. Yeah. It's like similar with belief. If I'm allowed to believe, then you have to be allowed to believe. And it's this whole like, that's why people, even if they don't believe in the same thing, will still stand up for the right to believe, even though it makes no sense. Yeah. But it makes me feel better. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always find that interesting when someone believes in even some semblance, like even if they're they're not religious and they're just clinging to God. Like I had someone a couple of weeks ago arguing with me about religion going back and forth and they're not even religious. And I was like, I was asking Ray about, it. I think I talked about it probably on one of our episodes. And I was like, why the fuck is this person going through all of this? Because they believe. And as long as you believe in fictions, you're going to defend other people's rights to believe in that fiction. But going back to the judgments and fear of judgment too, it's, it's interesting how like when you get busier and start doing things you really enjoy get passionate about stuff you don't have the time to think about other people and their shit and so you just don't assume that they're thinking about you either and it's very much like goes part and parcel or, or hand in hand like as as little as you think about other people is as little as you think other people are thinking about you or considering you and as much as you are concerned with the judgment as much as you're caught up in judgment you on the other end think everyone's judging you and thinking about you. So you have to, the first step and and what I oftentimes talk to people about when they're afraid of judgment is, I mean, how much are you judging? You have to let go of that. That's oftentimes the first step and that can be tougher. But as you let that go, the, the fear of judgment oftentimes subsides or at least gets a lot quieter. Mm -hmm. I think judgment as well can be really like, often we perceive it as totally negative as like if judgment is entirely like I think bad of somebody but there's also like good judgment and like just judging someone's character which is also like gonna create boxes for people um and it's like similar to what is it when um like when someone's like disabled or something and then you give them extra special treatment and you're still um, separating them from everybody else by being super nice and it's still a form of, um, what's the word? I've lost Pri the word, but it's like privilege? a form of- Privilege? Um, a little bit. Discrimination no, to some degree. Yeah, that's it. that's it, yeah. Discrimination, but it's like positively. I think yeah. judgment is a lot similar. It's funny. Things. I had that thought, God, years ago, because again, I'm, I'm old. Um, and I think it really just comes down to the difference between judgment and discernment, right? And so as always, semantics, we're just using words. But I think I tend to think of judgment in terms of it being ego-based. Like when I judge, it raises or lowers my own sense of value. Whereas if I'm discerning, I'm just taking in information and adjusting accordingly there is no sense of my own value being raised or diminished whatsoever like it's not this is a quality judgment about this person so much as just oh right that's their nature and i find that's more discernment than judgment so i i, I tend to conceptualize them that way right discerning isn't necessarily about me it's about what's happening judgment's always about me mm. that makes a lot of sense yeah that was, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you've described it in that way before. I think you have, but maybe it's been a little while, but yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense that the judgment is tied to your value in some way, shape or form discernment 
is not, but people oftentimes aren't able to see the difference between them. They see any type of discernment as because we're so caught up in the idea of ourselves so often, we almost assume that, oh, they must be judging. Like this has to be tied to their perception. And when you go back and forth with someone, if you're not caught up in the idea of yourself, you're just talking to them and and pointing things out to them. And people Mm. almost don't even understand that form of communication because we're so used to people just like getting angry and being aggressive to try and validate their own perceptions. It's it's interesting though. Yeah. People um, be like a little bit annoyed at me for asking questions um, just because I tend to be a very curious person um, and I, I don't always know what are the right questions to ask um, and people there's been many questions that I've asked just purely out of curiosity um, and people have been like oh, you just don't ask those questions you just don't you just don't ask people those things um, and they get very uh, like defensive because they think that you're asking from some place of judgment whether you think that there is a right answer and a wrong answer and then it just makes the conversation like completely stop and there's no way of getting past it yeah, I appreciate that. I just want to say I resonate with that a lot. I've pissed off a lot of people over the years by asking <laughs> lots of questions and, and getting them involved in, in discussion. Um, I want to say, Alex, that I appreciate you being here. We do actually have two other people in the queue, so we are going to have to move on. And we're going to have a timer at some point so we know exactly how long we can talk. But we're going to do this more often. There's no <laughs> doubt we have to do this more often. The fact that you joined us here today is very indicative that this is um, a good way to to talk to the community and touch base as often as we can. So we really appreciate you being here. And next time you're feeling chatty, as you said in your description, definitely <laughs> join us. This has been a lot of fun. I will do. Absolutely. Really appreciate you joining us, Alex. This has been a fun conversation. Looking forward to uh, to the next one for sure. Nice talking to you guys. Bye. <laughs> See ya. And of course, uh, Alex is actually a member of our Discord community, as well as our Patreon community. You can join us and Alex in a group discussion five days a week. Well, I don't know how often Alex is going to join us, but you can join us five days a week at patreon.com slash dualistic unity. Uh, $5 a month, you get to join us at least eight times per month in in these group discussions. As, as you can tell, we really enjoy the opportunity to connect with everyone. So definitely do consider joining us. I'm going to uh, allow Ben to join us. And uh, there is another person after Ben in the queue. We do see you and we're going to get as far along the queue as we possibly can. We have a timer that we actually have enabled now. So we're going to try and keep it to about 10 minutes per person so long as we have people waiting. Yo. Ben. Hold on. Yo. What's up, Ben? Hey. How you doing, man? Uh, Good to um, see you. Just great. Yeah, I'm happy to be on the first stream, first call in stream. Let's go. Uh yeah, so I had a couple, I mean, I want to talk about one thing, but then hearing Alex talk was like, oh, okay. So I guess I'll start with the topic that I submitted, um, which is ancient lost civilizations. Um, there's been some some chatter in the community topics channel. I don't know if you guys have been following that, but um, someone suggested ancient civilizations and i've been very absorbed 
into that subject uh, the last month or two. Um, been watching a lot of Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. Those those dudes are absolute geniuses, and um, I, I've been seeing them on Joe Rogan, and um, yeah, they it's they're disruptors. Uh, that's what their you know the label is, and it's it's almost they're what they're getting at is similar to what we would like to see almost uh, in terms of they're kind of destroying and dismantling the ego of mainstream academia um, of how history is is taught pretty much and how um, they're leaving out some it's, it's like they, they, they try to deny uh, this new evidence for like ancient civilizations. How, how much do you guys are, are you familiar with this topic? Uh, with ancient civilizations and, and the changing of history by, by the victors fairly, fairly familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moderately. I have listened to a little bit of Graham Hancock. I haven't listened to any full episodes that he's been on. Um, but yeah, I started on one. It wasn't Joe Rogan. It was a different one uh, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, if, if that's uh, I, I, I got to do the community topics vote actually probably after this call or after the Patreon call after this. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to do some some digging if that starts <sighs> to be one of the one of the top votes for sure. But it, it's super fascinating stuff for sure. Well, there's been yeah. evidence around for ancient civilizations for a very long time. We've talked about the the NASA lines in uh, South America. We've talked about you know the pyramids and so on and so forth. There's the fact that so many familiar, like so many similar uh, objects and so many similar buildings have been found in so many different places around the world, which just happen to form a relatively straight line across the planet at different time periods. And so there was obviously something going on. Um, there are numerous, numerous sites that are unexplainable and of course now you have all the stuff that's going on underneath underneath the amazon which is super exciting because i've been waiting for Mm -hmm. that shit for like 20 years um i remember hearing about this i think it was 2002 2003 that they were starting to look at the amazon with lidar um and and that's fantastic because the amazon is is daunting in the extreme like it's about as wild as wild gets and the only way that we have in there is to chop that shit down so now we're able to look at what's underneath all of that vegetation and we can actually see evidence of, of these huge cities of these huge what what would have been a civilization essentially and it's way before anything that should have been there, or at least anything that's written in our history books. But I mean, again, our history books are suspect. We have 10,000 years at most, at most. And that doesn't mean that nothing was happening before then. It could mean that some people still have the information that happened before then, because humans have been humans like this for at least 150,000 years, at least, at least. So it's not like only in the last 10,000 years, we decided to use this brain, which has always had this capability for this purpose. And we've done this before. We have evidence of it. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I love that you're yeah, talking about LIDAR as well. Um, one of the things that Graham uh, was promoting for like, if you're super rich, you know, if you're like a billionaire, you should invest in, in LIDAR uh, surveys uh, of the Amazon because you'll find all sorts of shit in the ground. Um, and, and in, what blows my mind is that the, the pyramids are that no one really knows how they got there but like they've just been there but 
and it's like if you've if you like live around it i mean the people that built it i feel like you could you could you're just living next to it why aren't those stories passed down why don't we know why they're here today like they've how is it some sort of mystery they're giant they're enormous structures because we murdered everyone yeah yeah that yeah it could be it um that's that's the history because we murdered everyone or or they died of natural causes and i say natural causes but i mean people taking off from one side of the world going to another side of the world and giving everybody a flu right and then that spread and i mean that's what happened in in the amazon millions of people wiped out by smallpox yeah all of a sudden they're like europeans come over they're like where is everybody because the first uh, explorers over there were like there's a huge civilization here el dorado that whole idea of the city of gold and all that stuff right and then they go back and they're like check this out a couple hundred years because it took a long time for boats to travel across the ocean at that point they come back Mm. and everything's overgrown everyone's gone and they're like, yeah, there was nothing ever here. Yeah, there was. And smallpox wiped them out. Right, Millions of them. And that happened a lot in history because we didn't have the same levels of control that we have now. Right. And then, of course, you just had good old fashioned greed and the need to self-validate. And so you look at the Catholic Church and the Gregorian calendar and they run across uh, the Mayans. In, in Central America, and the Mayans had dozens of calendars, dozens of calendars. Think about that. They had calendars for different shit. They had calendars for like the different seasons, and then they had calendars for different changes in consciousness. They had a whole system, and the conquistadors came over, and the Catholic Church came over, and they went, no, and they burnt all that shit to the ground and basically murdered everyone. And that's just one example. The Catholic Church did that all over the planet. And if and before the Catholic Church, you got to remember, it's not like they're the first religion. There were a lot of religions. There were a lot of different spiritual beliefs. You know, like Christianity, for example, is really just an excerpt from Rome, right? Rome wanted a way to get everybody underneath one belief. And so they modified the story of Jesus and they created Christianity. They did that for their own purposes. They did that as, as a means of controlling the population. And when you have that means, you don't let it get questioned. You wipe out anybody that disagrees with you. And that's the point of our human history is that we used to be way more violent because there was no rules against it. Right. And just one thing to add for the, the pyramids. Um, you know, I've been seeing videos that there's evidence that the pyramids were generating free electricity for the whole world. Um, because they naturally resonate with the frequency of earth. Um, and, and there could have been a point where someone was like, we can't have free energy for everyone. We need to, we need to take control of that. And then there was also uh, when Nikola Tesla started patenting technology that was getting at how the pyramids generate electricity, he was, he was shut down and his patents were, were locked away. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It just to me, I'm not super familiar with all this stuff. I'm not gonna lie, but uh it makes me just wonder about how much of it was due to people's greed and people's need to you know profit off of certain resources. And so that's why inventions we actually talked about this in the uh our Freemasons community topics episode a little bit. If there's been certain inventions that could have been added to society that weren't because certain people were making too much money off of the thing that would have 
been replaced by the invention. And I think that that's not even a speculation thing. That's like the reality of, of what is going on right now. Like there's lots of things in our society. Like I think someone brought up uh, on one of our Patreon calls, the auto industry and just how there's been lots of potential progress that has just been shut down or bought out and just not allowed to be added to society because it would take away a bunch of money from the people who are making all the money from it and all the powerful. So with the pyramids, it makes me wonder if that's, you know, not a, a similar thing or a lot of Nikola Tesla's types of things, if it just wasn't allowed to be because people were making too much money off of the thing that the invention would have replaced. Well, with the pyramids, especially because I mean, we don't really know how old the pyramid is. We can date it, but that's according to certain organic matter that's trapped in the stone. But the, the pyramid itself could have been covered and recovered over time. We actually know that it used to have um, a capstone on it that would shine with the sun. It could be seen for miles. And that doesn't exist anymore. And it's because it was pillaged. It was largely taken by, by plunderers and, and armies and shit as they marched on Egypt or out of Egypt or any of those things over thousands of years, right? And so that's just the latest iteration that we know of in terms of the, of the pyramid. So what did it do before then? What could it have done in an age where maybe we had technology that could use that resonance, right? Because that's it. Tesla actually created a car that could run just on ambient energy. And it did so just fine. So it's not like the technology is not there or the the uh, the ability is not there. It's just that we've lost it over time. And I think it's because we're just so goddamn greedy. So I'm kind of glad we've lost it to some degree until we smarten up. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. Um, it's, uh, yeah, all the stifled innovation. Absolutely. That's, that's what uh, it was. Ben, we have another person in, in the queue, so we're going to move on. But I wanted to say thank you for joining us for this first episode of our call-in Raw. Uh, we're going to do this, I think, far more often than we had originally planned because this is going really, really well. Um, thank you for being here, as always. And for everybody wondering, you can actually connect with Ben in a lot of our group discussions because he is another longtime member of our community and a friend and somebody who came to the previous retreat. So we actually, we know Ben quite well and we're always very <laughs> excited when he can join us. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, appreciate you joining. Always a blast to chat. I'm excited to dig into the uh, lost civilization stuff a little bit more because from what I have heard and, and listened to, it is super fucking fascinating. So I'm, um, part of me is hoping that a community topics, you know, gets picked, but maybe, maybe next week, <laughs> cause I got a lot of digging to do. <laughs> yeah. You hopefully, uh, you get some, some time because it is a very fascinating subject. Um, yeah, hopefully it gets voted on too, but, uh, yeah, super, super glad to be part of this and I miss you guys. Uh, can't wait be together in person next so absolutely likewise yeah. man great to see you yeah have a great rest of your nights guys you too you man too. absolutely <laughs> um for everyone who doesn't know actually um not only was Ben at the previous retreat, but he's also learning Wing Chun, which I, I think is fantastic. It's something I managed to talk about at the retreat. Andrew if you'd like to do your thing you're more than welcome to do so i'll, I'll uh, just talk here for a few minutes um wing chun is a fantastic martial art if you get a chance to look into it definitely do so if anything just for the practical applications in terms of relaxing yourself and understanding that sometimes the best way to deal with stress is to let go 
is to relax, not tense up. And you'd be surprised how often you do tense up. So I just wanted to drop that in there quickly. We do have somebody in the waiting room. I am sorry. I'm just going to leave you in there for a few more minutes while Andrew returns. Um, I did want to also make an announcement. As Ben mentioned, we have a community topics episode that we do every week. We've done 21, I believe, so far. Each week, the community can suggest topics in our community Discord, which, of course, you can join by going to dualisticunity.com and clicking on community. It'll take you right to the Discord. The suggestions are made by the community, and then they are voted on by our Patreon community. And so each week, we get two topics, sometimes three. It really depends. Sometimes it's one if it's a really big topic, and we'll cover it that topic or those topics in a full episode of 45 minutes or so, sometimes an hour, depending on how big it is. Um, and it's always a lot of fun, but we don't know what the result's going to be, except basically for that morning. So we have maybe six hours to prepare before we record the episode. So we also enjoy the challenge. Definitely, if you would like to suggest a topic and you would like to hear us go in depth on that topic, do consider joining us there. Um, we had a question here about our thoughts on gun control. That's a big question, so I'm not going to get into that here. But uh, if you would like to join us on the live call after our next guest, you are more than welcome to do so. Just go to dualisticunity.com slash live, and you will have the links and the phone numbers, however you'd like to connect, and you'll be in the waiting room. And then you can join us right after this next guest. If Andrew, if you're ready. Ready. All right. We are joined by Valerie, uh, who wants to discuss the lie of self, that the shadow person within is overpowering the other half. The other self is forgotten with time, and only the shadow is present, pleasing its desires and ignoring the other one. Also, maybe about being active and passive in life in general, because it's a pretty new thing that runs through my head. So this is going to be good. I'm enjoying this conversation. Valerie, thanks for joining us. Oh. I hope everything is like working. You guys can see me, right? We can see you. Hello. Yes. Good or is it you. too dark? Uh, wait, I'll just fix it. Ah, maybe better like that. Well, my face is not that important. So yeah, thanks for having me, I guess. I stumbled up onto it. Actually, I started listening to your podcast like... Um, maybe three months ago and slowly trying to like, uh, yeah, implement some stuff or just think about it. It's actually pretty hard. Uh, you mentioned that a lot, uh, that it's hard to find people to actually talk about that stuff because most of the people look at you and, or treat you like, yeah, don't, don't think about that too hard. Like, with all that self and you are me, we are one and all that is like, um, how do you say it, played down a little bit. And I actually pretty much resonated with many things you guys discussed uh, on your uh, on your podcast, it's like, but I'm not that far through. Um, I, have, um, I have a lot of time also now to listen to it while working and stuff like that. I don't have to use my brain there, so it's perfect. <laughs> um, That's the best yeah. time to listen to the podcast because we try not to use our brain either. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. 
that's actually one one of the aspects of my dream job not to use my brain now it's also important to use that thing some t- from time to time but all right um enough small talk i would say um i would like to uh, talk about something that like i already saw some stuff about it and like if saw a few videos and talked about that with uh, some friends of mine but now it like came back because it's again yeah it came back and um i think um i'm not sure who it was but some some big like um what do you call it some someone who wrote a book about that theme the shadow that's within yourself like a not a necessary bad part of you but like something that's probably in the unconscious or like somewhere deep in there and making decisions making moves that you maybe not entirely want to do yourself what do you think on that topic yeah right i think in terms of the shadow it's very much the stuff that we don't want to look at we don't want to accept the things that make us uncomfortable because it would require us to change and so instead of looking at it coming to terms with it recognizing where it comes from we just avoid it and that's why we call it the shadow right it's because we don't mm. we, we keep it out of the light no no it's in there and a lot of people run from it their entire their entire lives but it's funny i've often heard the word the word shadow work and for me i was just it's just self-honesty it's just brutal self-honesty that's really all it is it's the willingness to look at yourself and recognize that as much as you have every trait of every hero that's ever been that's ever been or ever will be you also have every trait of every villain that will ever be and that will always be the case it really just comes down to recognizing it come to terms with it without judgment understanding that just because it's in there doesn't define you it's your actions that that really matter at the end of the day right and so I think the shadow is really important if you want to look at it that way I think the danger is looking at it as shadow I think the danger is in labeling it that because we immediately get this negative dark intonation in terms of it like oh that's that's the that's the bad stuff and it's not at all it's just it's just the stuff that grates against the prison walls that we've invested so much in it's the stuff that makes us uncomfortable right we just don't want to look at it because our idea of ourselves is meant to make us feel better that idea doesn't make us feel better so we'll just keep that out Mm. yeah I totally can I totally feel that I did that for a really really long time that I kind of pushed back the things that I didn't like uh, how for example how I acted or what I did to certain people not not or even uh, even more so to myself I would say because I'm I would call myself or call called myself no I would still call myself it uh, like someone that well a people pleaser I like to be uh, like the person that makes somebody feel good I'll do some chore or whatever you ask I'll do it but the problem was like if I asked myself to do something for myself this shadow kind of got in the way and it just felt too much work too much too much energy that you have to put in to fight against this sort of demon yeah it's also like a bad word 
and uh, needed really much time to get that this shadow is not necessarily this bad evil thing that holds a grudge against me and does everything so I'm unlucky and unhappy and stuff like that. It's just things that I neglect or said, well, I don't want to look at that. And actually, like shadow work, I, I, I think I heard that on one of your podcasts, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But what helped me, maybe it will help some other people. Or I think in general, it, it's really helpful to uh, actually practice the self-honesty with the help of a book that you yourself write. Like since I started writing into a small, small brown book, I take everywhere with, with me. I think it's somewhere here even. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so here doesn't look like much, but actually helps Mine was tons. <laughs> oh, awesome. Brown is a little leisure. So yeah. So I guess that's kind of shadow working. I'm working with a shadow. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think journaling is absolutely a way to kind of allow yourself to solve your own sorts of shit that you're going through in a way like i've found that in the last year or so i journal is not very often it's like every month or two i'll write a couple pages just kind of like a, a life update almost or if i'm going through something if i'm going through a lull period just kind of getting my thoughts out there like really rawly authentically uh not rawly authentically rawly expressing what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling and kind of seeing it uh, as almost like in a separate situation than feeling like I have to identify as it allows you to see it a little bit more clearly and allows you to see yeah. that there's nothing wrong with it. And through that, you know, lack of resistance is usually what allows you to get through stuff. And it's the same thing with shadow work. It's when you stop resisting those aspects of yourself that you recognize, oh, that's an option too. It is an option. It's not one I have to choose. Those thoughts are there. It doesn't mean I have to act upon them. But it's not mm -hmm. about avoiding them. It's not about resisting the thoughts because that just keeps you in that kind of loop of of resistance and suffering and and denial. And you know, the other point about shadow work that I like to bring up is that it allows for a sense of empathy because when you avoid it in yourself, you you judge others for experiencing it and when you recognize that you would do exactly as they are doing like there is no inherent division that you're a good soul and they're a bad soul it's like if you were in the same situation as them if you had the same upbringing as them accepting that you would act exactly the same is in a sense accepting your shadow because you are them and so oftentimes other people can be an expression of your shadow and a lot of times the people we judge and try to avoid or you know we we avoid quote unquote low vibe people is just us avoiding an aspect of our shadow in the collective yeah that's interesting like oh and when when i was feeling like like shit because of this like uh conflict in myself people all always said yeah you have to avoid that type of person like you just said 
you don't have, don't see this guy or don't see this girl. They're not good for you with their mindset and vibe and stuff. But I'm actually, I like talking to people that are not, uh, have, don't have the same mindset of thoughts as I have. So I have something, well, new to get out of. So, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thank you, guys. Hey, no problem. I just wanted to say before you leave that uh, there are two episodes that we have recorded that are specifically about the conversation that we're having right now with you. The first one is uh, season four, episode four, deeper into the subconscious. We were talking about how the shadow can kind of manipulate you. And, and a lot of that is just habitual, but it's layers and layers and layers down. So definitely check out that episode and community topics number five which is actually called shadow work it's all about the concept of shadow work and it's about 45 minutes long i think you really enjoy it mm, i'll look into it thank you guys awesome and yeah have a nice thanks for evening. joining us valerie you too great to chat well all that right. was fantastic this has been uh just the most entertaining a second here um episode of dualistic unity raw i've really enjoyed this call-in show we are down to our last nine minutes though so we will stop taking people into the show as of right now we do appreciate everybody who could join us today that was a lot of fun uh we're going to do this more often i'm not exactly sure how often but this is definitely a fun format don't you think oh yeah yeah, I'm I'm down to do this as often as you want to because this is this is a lot of fun. I mean, it, that's what we've been every season of Dualist Unity over the last year and a half. We've been adding more and more ways to interact with the community, and so season four is Holland Show and the uh, the tier two, tier three Patreon group episodes. Basically, is is the addition last week and then this week and. They're both fucking awesome. So yeah, let's uh, keep it rolling. I'm I'm absolutely down. I agree. I think we might have to make this a, a Tuesday raw thing from now on. We're either going to be doing a group show or we're going to be doing a call-in show on the episodes of Tuesday. I think that'll be a fantastic because it's a good time for everybody. It's 6 p.m. Eastern time. That works out for a lot of different time zones. And so I think it's about the most convenient thing that we can do because of course, Dualistic Unity raw on Sunday and Monday are recorded much earlier in the day true <laughs> yeah very true and uh yeah so that makes sense for we're oftentimes it's not like we're rolling out of bed or anything but it's definitely earlier in the day sometimes maybe a little little high or something <laughs> you know uh getting warmed up for because those are both what is that sunday and monday and those are both first call of the day with like two calls after it on each day so it's like the first two hours of basically six hours of calls so yeah this, this, this is definitely a solid afternoon nighttime situation <laughs> yeah agreed uh, i just want to make a quick announcement to everybody again first of all thank you for being here for this first call-in episode of dualistic unity raw we've had easily over 20 people at every moment of this episode watching this on twitch or youtube 
we really appreciate the support. We appreciate you being here. And of course, if you're on Twitch, we'd love it if you followed us or subscribed to us. So that way you can continue to join us for all of these. Uh, we have a workshop coming up in the first weekend of February, February 4th and 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on both Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be doing a four-hour workshop, two hours each day. The first hour of each day is just going to be about dating and building authentic relationships, avoiding toxicity, and coming from a place where you're already whole. If you are going to start dating or if you are looking for a relationship, it's really important that that come from a foundation where you're not just standing on a chair waiting for it to be kicked out from underneath you because you don't feel that you're enough already. And so if you would like to have that conversation, tickets are available dualisticunity.com. Just go to the store. It's under workshops. It's the uh, dating and relationship building workshop. If you are a Patreon supporter, of course, there are discounts up to 50% as well. And you can find that information on the website. If you're not on Patreon, you definitely should be. We do a lot of these conversations five days a week. It's a lot of fun. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to talk to us and participate or just be involved with the groups that happen behind the scenes, because there are so many definitely join us on Patreon because that's a whole branch of dualistic unity that we just can't share publicly because it it's so dependent on people feel comfortable feeling comfortable and safe and more importantly private as they share their stories and their insights and some of their challenges and so if you would like to be a part of that I can't recommend Patreon enough oh yeah those are always a blast they're pretty much like these conversations that we just had if you watched all the call-ins and kind of all the topics we talked about pretty much what those are it's just with more people involved and the conversation just kind of circles around different insights different questions different thoughts different situations that people are going through in their lives as much as it's like insights and, and questions a lot of times it gets into situations that people are going through and you know, a lot of times it's not even me or Ray responding. It's someone else who's like, oh, I've I've been through that exact same thing. I know exactly what that's like. Here are some thoughts about that. And it's really cool to see. It's kind of similar to what goes on in Discord. Like I, I keep up with the messages for sure, but I'm not in there responding to every comment and whatnot because you know, we got a lot of calls and videos and just posting and everything going on. But it's really the community that uh, oftentimes the thing that I would say is gets said before I have the time to, to say it uh, in response. So it's really cool to just see the community grow. And, you know, as it grows, it's, it's becomes less and less about me or Ray or anything. And it's just dual security is very much becoming its own thing. And it's very exciting to see it happen. Yeah. Faith in action. Cause that's really it is we're talking about the realization that as you were saying, earlier in the episode uh, that this is all one thing. This is all our flesh. This is just one organism, one giant body. And the recognition of that means all of us letting go and being more vulnerable and doing things because we want to do them. And that's really what we're relying on when it comes to the, com the community conversations, the discord, even the retreat. Honestly, it really is just getting out of the way and relying on all of our other mouths, all of our other minds, all of our other bodies to do the work and carry the load with us. This really is about the community. As much as Andrew and I are the ones sitting here talking, organizing all this stuff, it's more or less just because we, we can. But it's really just to create an opportunity for you to participate. 
to use this in any way that you would like. And that's how we grow together is just giving each other the opportunity to do so by being selfless enough to be crazy enough to find that fun. And we do find that fun. And somebody actually just said that they enjoyed this format because we enjoy it so much. And that's very much the point. Enthusiasm. It's contagious. Right? It's the best kind of fire to catch. Absolutely. And, and just to clarify, relying on other mouths to to speak and, and communicate, just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm really glad uh, that you clarified that. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to make sure there was no, you know, concern or questions about comments. <laughs> oh man this has been a fun week uh i'm excited for for the group chat we got here and then yeah i got a, i got a nice red eye flight tonight going over to florida but uh yeah i don't know i kind of like i kind of like flying and traveling i've always i've always enjoyed that not a huge fan of red eyes i i'm always like oh it'll be fine i'll just fall asleep and then it's like you know maybe i get two hours but i got a. Uh, yeah, I got our Quinn episode and I'm going to dig into episode two, season one, episode two, get some of those out there because um, we talked a, a bit about psychedelics, which I know people are always intrigued about because um, I think that was right after my first experience, if I remember correctly, based on episode the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Episode yeah. two and three were, were following your first experiences on psychedelics. Yeah. And so... I, I will never forget that that was around the week where you sent me a message privately saying, Ray always makes so much sense when I'm tripping balls. It still, still makes me laugh to this day. So we're going to stop here. Thank you everyone for joining us. If you would like to join us after this, we're going to be on Patreon right after this, just patreon.com slash dualistic unity. And again, you can join the conversation up to five days a week. It's well worth it. And we really, we really appreciate your support. Thanks so much. I look forward to doing our next call-in episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to it. This has been a blast. Thanks for everyone for uh, tuning in. Talk to you soon.